Who want tests? We licking all shots in the West. We make believers out the best. Lay the week to rest. In Southern California, I ain't no place like this. Have the stuff y'all do when we created the shit. So don't be sagging, young buck, in the presence of this. Don't even come from the city and you running your lip. I'm about to make a call. Welcome to the Rise Quadcast, episode 25. My name is Ed Rodriguez, and I'm joined always by my co-host, Chris Zero Cold Sucker. How's it going, man? Uh, very well, sir. Very well. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Um, very, very excited for the season. Uh, this off season kind of has come and gone, uh, with ours kind of just ramping up in the last month or so. I'll admit I've heard a lot of people talking about how long the preseason has been and how they kind of feel like they're they're ready to get back to the stadium. I granted I've been away for about a year and a half, and and that's coming to an end. It hasn't seemed all that long for me, mostly because you and I have been doing this in this off season, and it's allowed you know. I have an outlet to talk about the galaxy for an hour or so every week. And, and that's really kind of kept me up on my guard this off season. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it really hasn't felt like it's uh it's been that long, even though it's been what four months since the last four or five months since the last ball was kicked. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been good. And I'm, I'm definitely ready for the off season to be over exciting first team specifically exciting first team. Uh, and I'll be back home probably in the next or I'll be at the first at the at a home game in about two or three weeks so pretty pretty stoked for that that's dope yeah I think everyone uh, everyone I've talked to our, our mutual friends have uh, all been mm-hmm. pretty excited well the day after the day after I move uh, there's a home game and Erica was asking me she's like oh are you going to the game on the 12th and I was like no I don't think Ed's gonna be there and I'm gonna wait till Ed can be there for my first game so he can drive me home if I need be so oh uh, I thought it was like sentimental value but no it's just more that you need a designated driver home Oh no! Nah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> what a dick. I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of cute. Oh, and then he just slapped me down. <laughs> Returning you to your useful place in my world. You build me but, up, Tucker, and then you just you know just drop me. No, nah, all joking aside, I was like, there's no way I'm going to a home game that where Ed's not there for my first one back. So yeah, I won't be there for the Portland game because it is my grandma's 70th birthday, and we're gonna go take her to Vegas. Yeah, oh, what a good woman. I'm gonna go she offered, remember when she offered to give me a gum job? She said she's gonna take her teeth out. <laughs> We're not talking about this. Hey man, she's 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 absolutely crazy. She's a grown woman, yeah. Absolutely yeah. crazy. No, we're gonna take her, and uh, I'm thinking about taking her to like uh, Thunder Down Under or something. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. She's gonna love it. She's like, it's, she's like, whose grandson would take their grandmother to to uh, all male strip show? I'm like, this guy. The best. Yeah. yeah. If you guys have never met Ed's grandmother, she's uh, 69. Huh? Hey and, uh, uh She is. What word do you? She's very blue, uh, so she'll she'll curse. She'll make the occasional you know racial joke here and there. Uh, she means well. She's she's a great old woman, but <laughs> they come, know, how, she comes from a different generation. She comes from a different generation. She comes from a different era, but she's a very lovely woman, and, and I'm I'm glad to hear she made it to seventy. Absolutely. Before before I moved up here, I made her promise she wouldn't die before I got back, and uh, she's very close to keeping her word. So oh god, I think you just jinxed it. My grandma's gonna die within the next week. <laughs> Happy birthday, Edna. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, just uh, jumping right into going uh, to uh, drop some Lars news on you guys. Uh, thank you guys for everyone who came out to the Lars uh, State of the Squad event. Uh, we had about 40 people out. It was really, really good. Uh, they had us in, like, this dark, like, room under in the underbelly of, of the Stuff Club Center. Where yeah, where were you guys? Because I I saw I had a, a there was a live stream that was posted that I got to watch. That apparently I mean, we weren't supposed to be uh, having. Yeah, 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 we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, is that deleted? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, no, I so, so I saw if the you, video. If you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, then sorry. Too late. Yeah, um, but I saw the video and you guys looked like you were in. Um, did you see Taken? Of course. So the the scene where it's like they're all sex slaves and are being chained up and they're like being displayed, that's the room you guys look like you were in. Well, but look, way we, happier. We were, <laughs> we were streaming this on a phone, and it was in a room that if you turned the lights on, there were like um, spotlights. Yeah. So I mean, if you were facing those lights, you're gonna be blinded within the first minute. Yeah, and so, none of you, none of you are thin people, so you all had a decent sweat on. Oh, I mean, I wasn't. No, no, it was actually not that uh, not that bad in there. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe Andrew just looks sweaty all the time. Well, maybe I think that's that might be the case. Yeah. And that yes, that being fat, yeah, that is that is the case for some of us. Yeah. 
but no, I, I liked it. I, I got to see, uh, I got to watch the live stream that as, as Ed mentioned, apparently we weren't supposed to do. Yeah. Um, so we didn't really find out in typical galaxy fashion. We didn't find out about that until after the fact. Yeah. It was too late. Here's the thing. I might be burning my bridge already with, uh, with Chris Klein as the new president of Lars, but, um, I think what had happened was they thought you were FaceTiming. Okay. So maybe they thought it was just you. Okay. I like uh, that I would get a pass though. Like I, me personally, the vain part of the vain aspect of my life. Uh, the fact that they're like, Oh, Chris is streaming. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But like, I mean, I like that. Okay. So let's just, I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, go ahead. nothing really in, infl- I'm not gonna really go into details, but, um, nothing inflammatory on his part. Incendiary. Uh, incendiary. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, he was like, well, it was. It was really nothing. Never mind. Nothing was really said that would get anyone in trouble, or that was said out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, he. The whole point of this was to have a, an open, candid meeting with Chris. Dialogue. Yeah, and um, I think we had that for the most part. Um, he is. I mean, I'm. I'm sure he's not going to listen to this. Um, he is a, good. Uh, he has good use of political answers where you can answer without really giving an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think not all of them, but some of them maybe he really just could not answer. Sure. And that, that's, that definitely came across. Yeah. Like, even watching it through the live stream, it, it really came out. It came across that he was trying to be, um, as, he tried to explain as much as he could without getting himself in trouble. Yeah, exactly. How much of that is, is, true for lack of a better phrase is is kind of dependent on what information you have or what you you know obviously how you feel about the amount of truth coming out of the organization but it it did definitely appear like he attempted to speak long form and not give short answers short you know monosyllabic responses um, and try to explain the process as as uh, best he could i didn't agree with a lot of his answers but it did seem like he he tried to give some some frank uh, answers to the questions fans have. Yeah. Um, overall, I, I thought it was it was a pretty good dialogue with him. Uh, you know, people wanted to ask him certain questions. They got to answer it. And those who didn't speak up but yet complained about the questions asked, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I, I would also say, like, he, at least as best as I could tell, he didn't seem to um, – he didn't shut any questions down. No, not at all. He definitely sidestepped a few answers. There were definitely things he didn't want to talk about. Uh, he didn't f- really want to get into too much. Um, but I wouldn't say there was anything that was off. Um, uh, that was off limits. Right. Everything was kind of open. It was just a matter of whether it got answered. And then further, it was a matter of whether he got pressed on it, whether the person, whoever was answering, asking the question kind of held him to it. I liked that. Uh, and you, if I get into anything we're not supposed to talk about, you know, obviously let me know, but, uh, well, I'm not, we're, let's not get into details. We're not going to do that at all. Yeah. Let's not get into details. What we spoke about just cause, uh, I, I did speak to Klein personally and, uh, he did wish us, uh, to keep this more private. So that's why okay. the video is not up. Okay. That's, that's so fine to be, to be perfectly candid with everybody too. You know, that's, if you were there and you saw the video, then you saw it. If not, then it's it's down and you're never going to see it. So, Or if you watched it for the two days it was up on Facebook when it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Again, not trying to burn my bridge as the president of Lars, you know, the first, you know, month into my, my reign as president. And look, for any for anyone who might have an issue with the fact that we can't talk about it, Ed is, at the end of the day, Ed is the president of the Riot Squad. He has a duty to the organization to make sure that his relationships work in a way that's going to benefit the entirety of the group. Would we love to go into detail about everything that, that happened at the state of squad? Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Would we like to, would we, our original plan was to dice the audio up and put it into the show that it's not feasible. It's not realistic. It's not something we can do. That's going to benefit the rest of the group. So we have to take the move. That's for the rest of the group. I mean, that's just, I, I used to be a president of Lars Ed is a current president. That's just the way the mindset goes. And look, you know, when it comes down to it, this is, you know, as as much as it is mine and Chris's podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and in, in when it when you break it down, it's supposed to be a podcast for Lars and for other Galaxy fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I burn my bridge with Chris Klein, uh, that helps no one. And a big part of a big part of your job as the president is the relationships you have with the people inside the front office. Exactly. 
obviously we've we've gone out of our way to not pull punches on how we perceive the actions of even specifically Chris Klein. And yeah. that's not going to change. I mean, if, if this is your first episode, then you don't know that we've pretty much been go back uh, one week. <laughs> yeah, go, go back any uh, any week of the episodes. And I think you'll you'll kind of see where our opinion lies. Yeah. And, and, you know, even if you can't hear the audio or watch the video clips or anything like that, having watched it myself, uh, Ed went at Klein a couple different times on on, I will say, answers that didn't appear to make a whole bunch of sense. Uh, I had people in the audience that were relaying my questions um, to Klein and, and definitely trying to keep uh, uh, some focus on some some issues that I think are important. Lars by no means went easy on him. Um, they brought up any issue that you can think about from AJ to JR to anything you can think of. Um, we just can't really divulge too much of it. So uh, hopefully you show up to the next day to the squad and then you don't have to worry about this. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... Because it's a real simple solution, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like we, could, we couldn't have let people know about it more. And here's the thing... We even let people know Klein was going to be there. Yeah, and here's the thing. Everyone is, is invited to that event, and it's not something that's close to someone who has uh, season tickets in 138. I'm a thousand miles away and advocate that people don't buy season tickets, and I watched it. Right. Like, it wasn't... I was at work and watched it. Like, it, it's not... It wasn't hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, no, I mean, um, and I'm not. I'm not trying to have it where, um, I come out and say, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna kind of bow down to to the galaxy." But it's, it's just kind of my job as the Lars as Lars president to mm-hmm. be more political than just to be like, "Fuck it, we're gonna be all an- anarchy, man." Anarchy, no, no. galaxy. It's, it's, that's never been my position, and it's not gonna. It's not gonna start now. And it is, and being formerly in charge. It is my position now, but I support Ed and I support the Riot Squad and I and I understand that job and I understand the importance of the relationship. So um, we can leave that and we can move on to whatever you want to talk about next. Um, I do want to discuss a little bit about um, the Lars nonprofit. Uh, we okay. do have our nonprofit. It's 138SC. Um, it, that you buy into that. You, it's a paid membership. Uh, you what you, what that entails is that you get uh, for a fee to buy into the membership, uh, you get some Lars merchandise. You buy that money that you're you're spending on our nonprofit goes to our work with charities. Um, it helps pay for displays in stadium, pays for uh, hot dogs and hamburgers and condiments and all that stuff that you see at the tailgates. So as a Lars one thirty eight SC member. Which, by the way, you don't have to be a season ticket holder. I mean, you don't even have to live in the country to be a 138C member. Um, that helps Lars grow and be what it should be, which is um, alongside ACB as one of the best supporters groups in the country. So without your guys' help and donations to our membership, uh, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Or it becomes significantly harder and less fun. And at the end of the day, this should, this whole project, this whole game should be fun. Exactly. Because all the things we do for Lars goes to Lars. None mm-hmm. of us make any money. We are literally, we're all volunteers. Um, so any money that is made through merchandise, uh, when we do uh, charity drives, that all goes, well, charity drives, that doesn't go to us. Um, but like, like merchandise. Uh, charity drives go yeah. to us. Well, you know, some some of us are charity cases more than others, but right. Oh, I was for a long time. Yeah, uh, but no, no, I'm talking about merchandise. Uh, the membership does help us do our charity work, um, mm-hmm. and if you were able to see, well, I guess you know what we can put up um, the the first hour and a half of the meeting, which didn't have Klein. You can put up the my understanding. You're you're in charge, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. I, my understanding you know would be you could put up the parts that don't involve him. Yeah, you know what? So uh, that'll go up our, our our state of the squad meeting. We should put that up. That I just yeah. that's stupid of me not to think of that. Anyways, <clears throat> but I'm sure someone's got to do. Yeah, um, our our uh, philanthropy chair, which is uh, Christina. Uh, if you can find her out at uh, in our tailgates, and you want to talk to her for any of our philanthropy work, but she has a couple of dates that we've selected. Uh, with the Galaxy Foundation that we're going to be helping out with. And then also dur- throughout the year, we're going to be doing uh, donation drives and all that stuff. And yeah. so being that that 138SC member, 
uh, you do help out with a lot of that work, uh, and that covers costs of, say, if we need to, excuse me, if we need to buy anything that uh, pertains to, you know, helping out the needy, helping out the kids, doing uh, clothing drives, uh, soccer. Charity work. Any charity work. Charity. Yeah. That helps us out. So if you guys do want to sign up for that, that will be up soon. Uh, just watch out for our social medias, and that'll be posted up pretty soon. And then, well, as I said, you do get some merch from that. Uh, this year we are doing a hat, shirt, and uh, decal. And usually that runs between 30 and $35. All right. Let's get to yelling about the galaxy. All right. You want to do that? Yes. I'm like fucking itching over here. Well, this guy <laughs> explaining charity, the concept of charity work. Well, I just wanted to, people to know that, what we do with it, you know? Yes, it's very important. And we will post the links and, and all the notable information to all of our various social sites so uh, you can read into it more on your free time. Please. It, it, you know, and it helps our our jobs a lot uh, by, you know, you guys donated to that membership. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into it. The, the Portland game was this past Saturday. Uh, oh. I was there in the flesh. Right. So it was nice to be back at the, at the StubHub Center. You were going to call the Home Depot Center? I was um, for, for one second. Um, so I was there for about 11 hours on Saturday. Uh, yeah, because our, our, our uh, State of the Squad meeting was around 3.30, so I got there around 2, 2.30 to set up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I was just tired or what. What do you, you know, I just, I was very angry. <laughs> well, those conversations, it climbed. But, you know, those those conversations can take a whole lot out of you, especially when you have to do the operational side as well. You know, immediately leave from that and go do the supporters end as if the supporters end doesn't take enough energy out of you. Right. Yeah. Because I I was hurting cattle in the state of the squad meeting um, because people had so many questions they wanted answered and talking over each other and all that nonsense. All right. So let me you as a person who who watched the game on TV, Mm -hmm. uh, let me hear your thoughts about the game. We're not ready. Like simply put, I don't, I don't think we're ready. We had a, we seemed to have a lack of chemistry. Um, we made a lot of boneheaded mistakes. Um, I liked Alessandrini. If I'm, you know, yeah, go. I'll try to go positive first. I, I, we didn't get to see a ton of him, but from what I, what I saw of him, I liked. Yeah, um, man, I really dug him. I, I, I really I, dig. Yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna be really good for us. Jones uh, had another decent game. wasn't wasn't crazy. I mean, no one, no one on our team had a great game. I think that goes back to the the chemistry thing. Yeah, everyone, and everyone just yeah, and every, everyone just seems like a step off from each other. Yes, big time, and that that will take time, and that'll take some game minutes. What sucks as you know, a season ticket holder or someone who bought a ticket to these games, you just paid to watch this team go through the preseason. It probably should have had a couple weeks ago, um, but there is um, hope. I'll say, positive Chris coming back for a second week in a row, Ed. <laughs> There is hope in the quality of the first team. What's worrisome is when you start getting, you know, into the depth and into the, the, obviously the backup roster spots that we've talked about. But when you look at just the first team, um, Legette was taking Portland players on. uh, Allison Drini was taking Portland players on. Geo, we had, we had, obviously Jermaine, we had the guys going at the Portland players. Oh, wait, wait, Geo was playing? Um, Am I tripping? Yeah, Gio. well, yeah, technically he played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, I at points forgot that Gio was even playing. Yeah, and that's and and look, that's that's something that's something I'll bring up in the second in the second piece. But uh, of the first team, the the main guys, they were really going at it. Rose still a little questionable. Um, I don't know what Starris is doing. I'm consistently at a loss for that guy. I I I'm still surprised people advocate for his starting spot. I'm still surprised people advocate for him over for, AJ. I'm Fernando crazy. Fernando Adi made him his bitch. It, well, the, I mean, plain so and watch simple. the first watch the first watch a highlight of the first goal. He stands and watches every aspect of the play take place. He just he watches the attacker come in with the ball. He watches the pass go by him. He watches the striker he's supposed to be defending take the ball, turn and shoot. I don't know what the plan is for Daniel Starris, but he, he's got to be great. Because we got nobody else, um, so hopefully he can he can get this turned around. Everyone, as you said, everyone seems a step off. Everyone seems like they're still kind of getting there, and I I didn't necessarily see that with Portland as much. Portland obviously wasn't great, and we can take some points off of them in the second game, um, which is 
disturbing to think about that at home against the Timbers of all people. I'm like, eh, maybe we can take, you know, a point or so off of them. Um, but we just, we seemed not ready. We didn't seem, right. we seemed like we were still halfway through preseason or just starting preseason. We had a couple aimless runs where you had just have players running, hoping to get somewhere. And then they would just run over the player who had the ball and knock him to the ground and commit a foul and be like, Oh shit, you know, well, why are you calling this? And it's like, well, cause you went nowhere near the ball and you ran into the guy. You had, you seemed to have no idea where you were going. Um, if we're transitioning to the, what I didn't like about the game, uh, Steris obviously goes without saying, um, uh, running like chickens with our head cut off. Geo had this weird propensity to slide out, like to drift out to the far left. And Lasseter had this propensity to drift out to the far right. So we just had no one sitting in the middle. Um, but those two guys hopefully won't play together all too often. I, I understand Jack McBean's hurt apparently, which is makes me want to put a gun in my mouth. Um, but apparently McBean is also hurt. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you think you would, you you know, there would be somebody who could tell us about McBean's injury and apparently Husidic, who's also hurt. Yeah, it was Corner of the Galaxy. Corner of the Galaxy told me. Um, thanks to Kevin Baxter again. Um, but yeah, McBean was hurt. So Lasseter and Geo kind of have this issue of playing in a similar spot, which I think we talked about either last week or the week before. Um, and that might be a problem if they're playing consistently together. I'm not nearly as high on Lasseter as a lot of people. I, I, I think we'll need McBean if Giassi's going to be out. Um, but growth, I mean, we still looked better. We looked better than the RSL game. We just don't. And that's where the hope comes from for me. One week to the next, we seem to be improving. Right. We just also seem to be picking up these injuries that are going to hamper that improvement. We yeah. need McBean. We need McBean in the lineup. We need him starting at this point until Giassi's healthy. Well, that's I, why we should start Geo and Lasseter at all. That's why I think you know it, we, it, this lack of chemistry. I mean, technically, I mean these guys have only been together as a group for three weeks, four weeks. Well, Alessandrini, Jean- who's Pedro. a designated player who's going to start, has played like forty-seven minutes total. Yeah, no, I mean he's played. He's played two halves. He came. He came in. No, wait. When did he come in? And couldn't have played two half. He played like he played like twenty seven minutes or seventeen minutes or something like that against RSL. RSL. Okay. Okay. And then he played a half in this last one. But he's. I mean, he's nowhere near where he needs to be, starting the season against Dallas of all freaking people. And then you have Ja Pedro, who's only been with the team for a month. Yeah. So it's not like it's 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 really difficult to. And then you have what three of the four starters out. Mm-hmm. And then well, you have. Uh, and then you have. Uh, Van Dam, who has to leave because of food poisoning at the halftime, so it's like. Yeah. Although, what a fucking rock that guy is, right? <laughs> I, I, if I had food poisoning, like I ain't doing shit. Like food poisoning, and he's like, "Yeah, I got a half in me." Where he, yeah, apparently he's like that, that. You know that food poisoning where you have it coming out of both ends. Yeah. Where oh, like botulism. Well, yeah, where you have to have you have to have the trash can in front of you, and then you're taking a shit. Jeez. Yeah. Thank you. Just just for a visual image. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Naturally. No, but I mean, okay, so. I, I want to give you my my negatives first, and I'm gonna give you my positives. What was the hold on? What was the point of that visual? Oh, just to just to just to let people know. I, I don't even want to think of Van Dom like that. But what a monster! Still playing 45 minutes. Right. No, no, no. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would I would not be able to get out of bed. In a preseason I, nothing game. I'd be like a little bitch. I'd be like I wouldn't be able to do it. It's crazy. Um, but let me give you my negatives of the game, and then I'll give you my positives to, to end it okay. on a positive. In, in positive, I like it. Yeah. Uh. Obviously, the negative, uh, the defense uh, looked absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not going to fault them all on that because uh, my second negative would be just the uh, huge midfield gaps that were left because our midfielders are uh, many of them are attack minded. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have a lot of gaps that are left between them and the, and the defense. Can I touch on that a little bit? Yeah, really quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's partially what concerned me about Jao Pedro. I was hoping he would st- he would be a little more stay at home, and he still he he had that vein of like he gets the ball there's open space I'm gonna take off running, and Jones, as smart as he is, and I think Jermaine Jones is a very smart player from what I've seen so far, is he just he doesn't have the body to cover that space anymore, and Joe Pedro kept leaving him to to go run up an attack and he tried his little you know little sedan turnaround thing, 
uh, and it worked once. And the other time it was like, well, thank God the ref called the foul because we would have been screwed. Win the ball, pass the ball off, go on with your life. But he he has that same, I need to rush forward, which we had in Janino, which we had in Sarvas. I need to go forward. I need to get involved in the attack of this of this play. And when it worked, it was great. And, you know, when it didn't, obviously it put us in a pretty bad spot. But um, it left a lot of gaps in the midfield. And with a team like uh, Portland and a team like Dallas, well, we'll get into Dallas more later, mm-hmm. uh, who have speedy players, they're going to exploit that like crazy. Sebastian Sebastian Blanco kid was something. Huh? Oh man, that guy's—he's gonna be really good for this league, man. But Fuck. we're not—we're not. Let's not talk about positives for Portland, right? <laughs> um, but another—you know—we touched on another negative. I—I I, I thought was the team chemistry, um, and then that'll kind of go into my positives because uh, Jermaine Jones, I thought, had a good game for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I think he's a step ahead of everybody, where he'll have a through ball that. You know, uh, normally a player will get on the end of or, uh, you know, one, two combination or a quick pass and that, you know, a teammate that he's been with for a while would, you know, kind of figure out with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of his passes would get intercepted by other teammates or other team, the other team, or that the passes would uh, go behind or too far in front of another player. Okay. So I think once they develop more. I mean, more that chemistry, that bond. Exactly. I think it's going to be something, something great. And that I, comes, that builds, you know, away yeah. games. You know, traveling, traveling on an away game, no different than than we do with away days. You know, these guys start to build this camaraderie, and start building this togetherness and this bond. And then with more training sessions and hopefully a more competent coach, um, we'll all start moving as an organization. We'll start moving in the in the in a better direction for these guys. Yeah, and then to build off the about talking about passing. I mean, my God, some of these guys, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen the Galaxy pass the ball so quickly that they yeah. did in that game. A lot of them are fast. Oh, Real man. Real. That, and it's exciting. And I, you know, what, what season was that where we had all the back heels like crazy? Was it 2012? I think, yeah, yeah. It's either 2012, one of the years where we only tied like 11 games and only lost like four it's, games. It was like back heel, back heel, back heel, back heel. But and that's, that's most what Most of them goes. came off. Most yeah. of them worked. I mean, it's, it was exciting when they got it right. Yeah, you know it's and one, so, which will be which will be it'll look sexy with Yossian. Yeah, it was one touch passing. I mean, these guys were fluidly moving, mm-hmm. um, and once again, once they get that chemistry worked out, I think it's going to be something that's going to really work out for us. And that's an attribute that'll play more into Geo's strengths, and we really need him to be on. So we we really need this team to be built around the strengths of Geo because it's it's built to be his team, right? Um, and so if we can get these quick pass and move, pass and move, pass and move, one touch passes, back heels that can help him kind of open up some of the space for some of these other players could be a good year. Don't think it will be, but it could be a good year. Uh, we'll, we'll get into our, our, our season predictions uh, at the end of the show, but um, and then and then we already touched on Alessandrini. I, I think I already have a man crush on that guy. That's fair. He's a which, gorgeous man. Which legit. I know you're jealous that I have my new man crush. He's like, he's just like, there's a fat Hispanic guy on the beach <laughs> who no longer loves me. Ed, who, Ed, who? Ed, yeah, what, what's his name? What? Oh, I, you know, I, I have sex with a Power Ranger, right? Oh, yes, he does. What a lucky woman she is. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right. Um. So, what about you, man? Anything else about the Portland game you wanted to talk about? Um, I mean, not that I learned that McBean was hurt. Which uh, was apparently, yeah, like some, we learned about that five minutes before the game kicked off. Yeah, I learned McBean was hurt. That but, was really, really worrisome. I mean, I don't, I don't have we even still gotten a word about that. Like, Corner of the Galaxy posted it. That's I haven't seen it anywhere. But else. just posted. Like, no one's yeah. mentioned anything about. Transparent. If you, it, well, I'll say this: if you saw the state of the squad with Mister Klein, transparency, it's an issue. Oh yeah, I brought that up and he goes, "We we don't, we're not transparent." I'm like, "No." Oh, oh you just told me I'm not supposed to talk about that. Sorry, you sorry. talk about it. We you, can talk about no, transparency. Asshole, you brought it up, so you're gonna make me all hot. You're gonna make me all hot and bothered. <laughs> Ooh, saucy. No, I'm, look, transparent <laughs> transparency. Is, I think that's a topic we can all talk about. It's an issue. We obviously we don't talk about injuries as much as fans would like, as much as you or I would like, or at all. Yeah, or at all. But as we don't do it as much as we would like because. Presumably, it helps tip off other teams to our game plan. Um, I think teams are more concerned 
with the fact that Rafa Garcia and Dave Romney are going to be our starting outside backs than yeah. the fact that our third string striker is not playing or is out hurt. Um, transparency is an issue with the Galaxy. It will continue to be an issue with the Galaxy. Um, but, yeah, apparently uh, another one of our players is, is hurt. One of, another one of our, like, starting 18. Yeah, two yeah. if you count Usidic. Um, which I guess you should because he's on the team, so it wouldn't make any sense not to. Come on, man. He's still, uh, he's still there. But the, the old vegan is kicking. You know, I would start. I For my death chart, I had McBean at three and Lassiter at four. So it's concerning that it's Geo and Lassiter. Uh, but a lot of things are concerning this year. So, you know, it's it's planning. Yay. <laughs> well, again, you know, it's, it's early stages and it's preseason. Even though this is the game that we're going to get the best look at our team before the season kicks off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was not uh, thrilled for the most part. Just I just think that you know this league has gotten a lot better. Yes, there's a lot of teams who've gotten a lot better. Well, the, so the power rankings came out. I don't know if you got to see those. No, I don't. I don't pay attention to that shit because they're they're meaningless. But Jason yeah. Davis, uh, Jason Davis, who I who I do like, uh, he wrote the power rankings for ESPN. He's R- got Chicago. R.I.P. Soccer Morning. Yeah, oh, I love that show. I'd he's got it. he's got Chicago dead last in the power rankings. Fair. Oof. That's fair. That's I mean, okay. I mean, if you're considering last year, then yeah, you have to, right? But they added Dax McCarty, who was the captain of one of the best teams in the East. And they added Juninho, who's a fan favorite. Like, Chicago got better. I mean, and come on, Juninho's not going to go from the Juninho we had and then a year later become a complete shit player. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I know nothing about his time at TJ. I don't watch Mexican League. Um, but my understanding is he's not he's not god awful. He's still gonna have it's still MLS. He still has all the b- abilities he had before. That instantly, of, that instantly becomes like the top three or four best center midfielder pairings in the pairings league. in the league. Yeah, I mean the rest of the team might be shit. The d- defense might be awful. The strike force might be awful. But when it comes to their midfield tandem, I, I mean who who are you taking against them? You know what I mean? I mean it's a, it's a solid it's a it's a huge upgrade from where they were at. Oh yeah. Most so a definitely. lot of teams, a lot of teams in the league have gotten better. Um, again, uh, what's it called? Power rankings. I was going to say soccer mornings, power rankings. Uh, Jason Davis power rankings for ESPN had us at 11th, which seems fair. Mm, yeah. At best, honestly. at best, it seems fair. If anything, it's probably a little high um, for where we're at today. If we end up going out in the summer and getting a third designated player and, and we'll touch on that briefly, um, in, and, a, in a little bit, but and here's the thing: is the West is always going to be. Uh, I mean, we've seen for the last eight, nine years now, it's been uh-huh. the best conference. Every team, almost every team, top to bottom, is going to it can, has, has a chance to make the playoffs. Well, it wasn't until they it wasn't until they started splitting it to where some team from the Eastern Conference had to go to MLS Cup because there was like this what four or five year stretch where both teams were coming out of the West. And then you had Houston representing the East. And even when Houston represented the East, they got flipped to the West like a year later, two years later. Yeah. Um, there is a dominance in the West. There's There probably is still going to be a dominance in the West. The it's West a rough Coast, time for a lot of this stuff. West Coast is the best coast. West Coast remains the best. Who the fuck wants to live on the East Coast? I but know. Stupid people. You know, so when you take those things into account, again, I, my hope comes from the first team, what we, what our first team could be capable of is, is strong, could be very good. Um, as long as no one gets hurt and we're having those issues already, no, exactly. we're having all these problems already. No, yeah. it's, it's troubling signs early, but hopefully I think a lot of us have think they are thinking that, uh, hopefully they get their injury bugs out now when, you know, obviously all of us know that the beginning of the season doesn't matter. No, but it, it it's going to matter for us. It's oh. going to matter in a huge way for I us mean, because on. we need we but we need a points lead. If we're trying, if you're genuinely trying to win the supporter shield, which we're not, we're not. If you're genuinely trying to win MLS Cup this year, which we're not, but if these are the things as a, as a fan, as a supporter that you aspire towards, we need a good start to the season because as the season carries on, as we get into the latter half, and someone who's very important to the roster like Jermaine Jones. Those legs start getting tired when you have someone like Yellow Von Dom and those legs start getting tired. When you have someone like Ashley Cole and those legs are getting tired, Robbie Rogers, a history of injuries, or maybe those legs start getting tired because he hasn't had a full preseason. 
when you start getting these injuries, when you have maybe Giassi goes down or maybe Giassi is away for the U.S. men's national team. Well, Giassi and, miss- and, and Leggett and Gio. And Gio and Jones. You know, Possibly, when, we're mi- yeah. when we're missing these guys, these very important first team guys, we're. I'm trying to do this without yelling, but we're going to drop points. We're, we're flat out going to drop points, period. We, we don't have the depth of roster to float us through these these rougher months and these later months in the season when guys start going down or guys are on international duty. We don't have the roster for it, period. It doesn't it it doesn't matter what client says. It doesn't matter what Viena says. It doesn't matter what Serrano says. We do not have the roster to get through these months, period. All right. When these things start to happen, what's going to what's going to help cushion us through that is all the points that we can pick up early in the season. That's why getting this team together and I mean they should be in fucking two a days right now just so that they can get chemistry their chemistry down and their their understanding of how each other play down because all the points at the beginning of the season are going to be very very important for us. All right, we can talk about the uh, the season a little bit later when we get into our season predictions, but. Uh, let's Angry talk- I know. Let's. Talk- That's what I like, man. Get your fucking spirit up, man. Someone was like, "I respect." The pa- Someone was like, "I respect your passion." I was like, "The passion's all I got at this point." <laughs> Ain't nothing much going on for me. No. Um, but let's let's talk let's talk Dallas. Uh, we do play them Saturday. Home opener. We're uh, fucked. Oh God. Okay. Thank you. We're fucked. Uh, We're fucked. Come on. Dallas uh. is coming off a year where they won the Open Cup and Supporter Shield. <laughs> We're so fucked. Um, again, this is a team that's fast and young, mm-hmm. it's, which has become a staple of the Dallas teams. Yeah. Again, I, and I hope that that those midfield gaps are less of an issue because this team will explode. Or, um, this team will find those gaps and will decimate us if that's the case. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna find our gaps and decimate all over us yes uh, exactly to make it all sexy like oh yeah no that's look home openers on saturday right yes it's what you do you're driving into the stadium you light some candles put on some smooth jazz you take a nice long bath make sure you get all your good spots uh because dallas is going to romance us in a way that i don't think we're prepared for no no part of the preseason that i've seen leads me to think we're prepared for this and and seeing Dallas, I mean, even though it's you know, a lower level team in Arube Unido or whatever they played in the Champions League, yeah, uh, putting four against them, I mean, that's you know, that's our confidence booster right there. Well, don't worry, we're ready. We played uh, uh, Armenian Premier League champions or wherever the fuck they're from. Don't try to are you gonna try to pronounce it again. No, I don't remember. I don't remember the name of the team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone someone tweeted at us a correction, which was great. I loved that. Someone heard it and was like, hey, idiots, like this is how you're supposed to pronounce it, but I already don't remember. Um, yeah, and and apparently, you know, Dallas have uh, a new DP who is said to be their long-awaited replacement for Jeff Cunningham. So that, you know, number nine, who's going to be that guy to put away those balls? <laughs> balls. Uh, in, in our gaps. Yeah. <laughs> the, he's going to put the balls in a gap. Uh, Hulk Jeff. God, um, we're so mature. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be, it, it could be bad. But this is this is the part of the show I was excited for. This is the part of the season I'm excited for. Now, and then you're already after, shitting after all Dallas. Over well, no, I'm excited. That's not why I'm excited. I'm excited because now after the Dallas game, when we win three nothing, I can come back and go, "Hey, I was wrong. I got no problem with that. Fuck you." Well, of course. I mean, that's kind of the, always the attitude when you're like negative. Absolutely. And then you know, positive come something positive comes out. You're like, oh well, yeah. I mean, that's a good thing. And yeah. if something fails, you're like, well, I told you so. Yeah, it's like, what, what do you want to harp on the negative for? We won. Be happy. <laughs> But I don't think we will. I think we're going to get decimated. I, I think we're going to lose like three or four nothing. I mean, who knows? Who knows if McBean will be back? you probably see Lassard and, and Gio. We don't, even, we don't even officially know McBean is hurt. Exactly. I have no idea what's going on. Um, who knows if Alessandrini is ready to start? Uh, you probably won't see him. you probably see him come off as a sub. But knowing our team, he'll probably start. Yeah. You definitely have Joe Pedro and Jones starting in the center midfield. Definitely. And then so the jet should be out to the left or to the right. To the right, yeah. Uh, and then I'm hoping, and I'm pretty sure Van Dam will be ready. I don't think he has the uh, the food poisoning anymore, so I think that mm-hmm. pass through system I think is good. So him and Sturge, you'll see definitely start in the center backs, and you'll definitely see 
Rafa Garcia on the right back, and then what Romney. it's looking like is Romney, or you might, I mean, you might have uh, Nathan Smith uh, sneak in there as the starting left back. I mean, you'd imagine just so that Romney can be center pack cover because, again, we don't have anyone else. He's covering everything. Um, but I think it'll end up being Romney at this point. It's, it's kind of got to be. Well, I think, you, I, I think you bring up a good point, though, is that Romney is a guy who's going to cover all positions if needed. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get that from Nathan Smith. So you, maybe you see Nathan Smith start. Right. But you I mean, don't you saw, get that from, you, you don't you, get it from Dave Romney. You saw him, you saw him play as, in, as left back in the Portland game. So who knows? Maybe they're, they're grooming him to do that for this game. But you don't, you don't get being able to play all across the back line from Dave Romney. We're just, we're, we're told that that's what he does. Well, um, I mean, it's either him or you have uh, the 18 year old center back as a replacement. I don't who else. Oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not defending the move. <laughs> who else, <laughs> the move who, is stupid. Who else do we have as a, as a, as a defensive uh, cover? Uh, uh, Jermaine Jones. Oh, the new the new signing Diallo. Yeah, yeah, Bradley Diallo, Jermaine Jones, and Dave Romney. Wow, depth. We got depth though. Wow, we're 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 super. We're so deep. We got we have depth like a Chinese porn studio. We got nothing going on here. I don't even know what that means. It's racist, is what it is. <laughs> um, but no, I mean it's it's Romney's Romney's probably your left back starter. Um. Then Steris and, or sorry, then Van Dom and Steris, then Garcia, uh, uh, what, Alessandrini, Jao Pedro, Jones, Legette, Gio, and then it's a toss up for McBean and Lasseter because we, we don't know which one, or we don't know if McBean is healthy. Um, you know, it's important that we put up a good effort. And that's me struggling through negativity. It's important showing. that we put up we put up a good show. It's a home opener. I I think um, I think Galaxy Talk did went through the old schedules. The only home openers we've ever lost were in like '96 and 2003 um, or something like that. I'm sure one of them is wrong, but uh, um, you know we don't lose our home openers very often. I'm really hoping we can come out and kind of put to bed some of these concerns and some of these worries by having a, a really good showing or God forbid even fucking beat Dallas. Um, I don't think we will. I have us losing three, nothing. Um, but sorry, shit, I did it again. Uh, I don't think we will, but, uh, hopefully it's at least a good show for the, the people who come out. <laughs> just, I don't know what you're doing, man. You're just being so, so negative. You're like, why are you trying to like, hamper down your negativity like just well no i thought i I thought i was supposed to have my my what i thought we were going to do for the game at the end of the show no this is this is dallas review man this is dallas at oh three nothing three three four nothing one of the two we're gonna lose but um uh, i I agree i think i think we're not gonna win this game i think at best we get a draw uh dallas is a very very good team yeah um i have them because i mean the last two years they've they've hit that 60 point mark Mm-hmm. Um, only not only not getting the supporter shields two years ago because Red Bulls had them on goal difference or I think it was goals. goal difference or or away goal. So I I expect uh, this Dallas team to still be very very good. Uh, so I definitely see us uh, uh, losing two zero. Yeah, and as we are right now as an organization, right now we are regressing. We are in a state of of regression, and it's, it's, it's okay. We're yeah. part of a rebuild. Um, it's part of a restructuring and a rebuild and kind of how we do things, but we still have to look at it for what it is. And we've regressed from where we were last year. Um, so as far as like on field quality, as far as looking at a roster and saying, I think that guy can do it and that guy can do it and that guy can do it. Um, so that's not exactly where we're at right now. So we have to be realistic for where we're at. I mean, come on. It's just too many injuries and then too many, uh, too little a lot of chem- chemistry, a lot of injuries, little chemistry. And not a lot of uh, cover coming in. So I mean, to to be realistic, this is not going to be a game that's probably going to work in our favor. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna take about a month for these guys to get into like you know the actual match fitness and get into the game and and get with each other to know how each other play the, each other's playing styles. If you're a fan of the world's game, if you're a fan of how everyone around the world kind of looks at soccer, we need to look at this game like uh, Barcelona treats their youth games. It's not about winning. It's about how you guys all play together. It's about uh, how you how you passed and moved and the creativity and, and how you moved into space. It's more about what you did than the result of the game. We're probably going to lose this game. Hopefully we don't, but we're probably going to lose. 
So if you want to take something out of it, take out how we played. Did people cover for each other? If, if a defender, if Rafa Garcia moved forward and attack, did Daniel Starris move over into the right spot? Did Von Dame move over into the right spot? Did Jermaine Jones move into the right spot? You know, if we tried, did we try crossing the ball to a player who was actually there? Or did we just cross the ball because that's what we were supposed to do in that moment? Um, you know, is Geo and Lasseter getting into getting into the same spots? Were we able to get out of it without anyone getting hurt? Were we able to give minutes to someone who was hurt that is now rehabbing and coming back? Look for positives that don't necessarily come out of did we accrue points because that part may not happen, but there's still positives that can be taken from the game. Are you talking about us? I'm talking about the galaxy. <laughs> are you talking about us taking taking things that are positive out of the negative? I'm I'm trying to find, I'm trying to go into the season. Look, I'm trying to go into the season with some positivity. No, That's I mean, it. Look, and, and I think we're all—it'll all be gone next week when we're reviewing this game. And I'm curious. <laughs> I think as as much as we're all—I uh, mean, not all of us. Um, some of us are down on this team right now. I think we're still looking at this as a uh, uh, an exciting time. I mean, this is still this is still something we all do for fun. This is still something that we do so we can see our friends and our loved ones, and obviously support the galaxy. This season is no different, even if the squad obviously looks and feels significantly different than in some, some previous years. Right. Um, but I'm saying, you know, overall, this is here is some positive aspects that you can try to take out of that Dallas game. If not necessarily, whether we win, lose or draw a draw would be great. I would take, I would, I would rip your hand off for a draw. If you were offering me a draw in this game, I rip your hand off every day of the week. Right. No, I agree. I think, I think the best case is, well, I mean, best case we can win, but I think uh, considering yeah. the two teams going into this game, I think his draw is is uh is a good point. Is it's, it's a good it's a good uh, God, what I'm trying to say. It's a good result. It's a good result. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's a good result. It's a fair result. It's fine. All right, um, moving on. Moving on. Um, we're gonna end this on maybe positive, maybe negative, but uh, uh we're gonna talk about our season predictions. Ooh. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Um, one of my one of my predictions I think is, well, this is I don't know if it's a a cop out, but. Uh, well, either the galaxy, cop out, the galaxy will either squeak into the so why did I say that so weird? Uh, they'll either squeak into the playoffs <laughs> or be the top three in the in the Western Conference. Hold on, say that again. I think the the, the galaxy will squeak into the playoffs. Like okay. last game of the season, needs a point, barely gets in the playoffs. So fifth or sixth, or the top, the top. Or top three. So <laughs> four is the only thing that's not going to happen. Now that you now that you put it that way, okay. <laughs> I, I I'll just I'll just cut at the end. I'll say we we squeak into the playoffs. Okay, squeak into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Dick. Uh, I we we have a trophyless season, and we ooh, we all uh yeah. So I'm really tossed up on where I don't I I say we don't make the playoffs. I, it's, hold on, it's tough. I want to say we don't make the playoffs, but I believe we're going to do something in the summer. I believe we have to do something in the summer because if we don't, Yella's contract doesn't make any sense. Okay, hold on. I'll take it back. Trophyless season. Um, but we make the playoffs. We finish fourth. I'll take your four. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we finish fourth. Uh, and we finish fourth due to a summer acquisition. All right. My, I'm going off yours a little bit. I think we win the Open Cup. Whoa. Because that Open Cup has kind of been seen as uh, a trophy that it's it's if your season is shit, but you win the Open okay. Cup, so it's kind of a good season. Okay, I say that with it's, the question. It's, it's okay. You're DC. I'll, you're DC United to like finish last, but when the that's Open what I was Cup, gonna say. I was like, that's like a DC Houston good season. Yeah. So for what we're supposed to be, that that would still be a pretty bad year, but. And I think yeah. I think Arnolfo will would uh, uh, he put some emphasis on the Open Cup. It's only four games, so I think maybe he to get a trophy to kick off his his year. You know, his his first year as as a coach. Who knows? Is it is it down to four games? I thought it was seven. Is it seven? Is it Whatever. Um, oh, depending so on when you, depending on when, when you, you leap in, yeah, but right. they eliminated the first couple rounds, so that MLS comes in near the end. So you might be right. Um, to piggyback on what you were saying, I I don't think we'll win the Open Cup my answer for the open cup was going to be that we're going to make a really decent, strong run. 
um, in the Open Cup, I, I do think we'll eventually fall to a team that takes it more seriously than we do. Yeah, see, I didn't want. I was my original. I was going to say we make it to the final and then lose. Yeah, but I wanted to but make the, a little, I wanted to make it a little more positive and say we win the Open Cup. The problem with this line of thinking is the teams that do well in the Open Cup are teams that have depth. Teams that can say, okay, well, say for Seattle, for example, part part of the place that they got into a problem was they would start starters for the Open Cup when teams were still playing nobodies and then their starters would just overrun them. But more importantly, when the starter needed to come out, they had actual depth that they could replace that guy with. And then it's that guy's Super Bowl. It's that guy's World Cup final. So he's going out like crazy because he's trying to impress. We don't really have that depth to try to attempt something like that. But of the quality we do have in those spots, so you're looking at what? Uh, let's say everyone on the Galaxy is healthy right now. You're starting Diop and goal. Fuck, this is already so thin. Diop and goal, Nathan Smith at left back. Uh, what, Hugo Ariano at center back, Dave Romney at center back. Um, what's the kid's name? Bradley Diallo at right back. Uh, Emma, Emma Boateng on the left wing. Ooh, I probably still start Jao Pedro as defensive midfielder. Um, you know, McBean, Lasseter up top, Mendiola on right wing, or, or you know, maybe you try to figure out a way to squeeze uh, Mendiola inside and play Villarreal outside. Um, but there's a, you can see Kurt having a push for this. You can see Kurt putting the guys behind this and trying to make this happen, where Bruce would, it's typically something Bruce Arena would ignore. Um, so I'm positive for that. I think we make a deep run. I just don't think we bring it out. You fucking negative Nancy. We could, it, it, Look, if we make it to the semifinal, you start the starters, right? You, right. Burn three, you burn three weeks of the season. You st- but that's something we had, what, last year, two years ago, where we were like at the semifinals, and we were like, please just start some players that could actually win <laughs> this game. It was and last it year. Start, yeah, we started like Mike McGee and Alan Gordon, We you know, Two guys that I love, but we started guy. We started people who clearly didn't go out there with the intent to win it. If but they want, you're, you're under, it's a different regime. That's a uh, Bruce not giving Bruce a shit. Bruce well, that's what. That's where I think we could potentially go deep. And if if you know, hopefully we make it to the semifinal. We put out a, a first team, and and you know we shit all over my first prediction, and we actually bring a trophy home. Well, a that, trophy I've coveted for a while. Well, that's what I think is is you know it's it's a trophy that. Gets you a Champions League spot. Uh, it's, you know, five to six games, whatever we're going to call it. We'll call it five, six games. Um, it's something that coaches in the past have coveted as a backup to if they're having a shitty season. Mm-hmm. So it, pay, it, it covers over a lot of cracks. Yes, exactly. So I think maybe Kurt uh, emphasizes the Open Cup a little more than we've seen in the past. Okay, I'll take that. God damn it! Just take it. Oh shit! That was. I loved it. <laughs> All right, and uh, my last prediction for the year: uh, Geo is the runner-up for the Golden Boot. To who? Uh probably Jovinko. Yeah, that's fair. But I, th- um, I, th- I think uh, I think this is going to be a good year for Geo. Uh, it's going to start off a little slow, but uh, I think with the addition of Alessandrini, ah oh, man, and having him and Legette on the wings, I think it's going to. It's going to be something to watch, man. Yeah. What worried me was how often Alessandrini in the Portland game kept tucking inside, kind of into Gio's spot again. Um, Gio a, is a tough character in that vein. He, he has a very specific, he has a spot, and he needs to be in that spot to execute to the best of his ability. But again, I, I think, we, you know, like you said, uh, Alessandrini has played, you know, 50, 60 minutes, so. Mm-hmm. I think with with time comes an, an understanding between those guys. Sure, I'll take that. Well, especially if if we're playing Alessandrini on the left for some reason, mm-hmm. um, which is weird because he's usually on the right side of the midfield. That's that was the thing, and he got switched over in that game because it was like any clip I could find of this guy on YouTube, he was always on the on, on the, the right. right side. Yeah. Um, but and then it's weird because we played Legit on the left side last year, and now we're we're seemingly unnecessarily swapping those two. Yeah, that's why it was a little weird. But um, if we're going to go by what we saw, um, I think you'll see... Well, I mean, you obviously saw Alessandro play on the on the mm-hmm. left side, so maybe that's what they're going to try to do. Five I, games, by the way, for our MLS team. Five, see? Well, see, five games. Yeah, It's not, it's not bad. You yeah. play 
you play your uh, your G two guys or your Galaxy B team, I guess you'd say. <laughs> no, they're just the guy. They're all the Galaxy. You all paid. <laughs> you all paid full season ticket costs to see the G two. So you you, you play those guys for the first two games. I mean, come on. I mean, we got through last year with that, and we. Oh, had- we've talked about this. I do that. I sacri- I sacrifice those last three games or those last three weeks or whatever and play the first team and go win that trophy. I think, and I think I do that every year. Like I said, I think Kurt does that. It would change my opinion of him for the positive greatly. So hopefully, well, hopefully he does it. All right, buddy. Anything else you got? Uh, Jersey Gate Part Two had a change. If oh, I can update, update Jersey if Gate. If I can speak quickly, yeah, Jersey Gate Part Two had a had an update. Uh, a friend of ours, uh, a friend of I, I'm going to call her a friend of the show, a friend of Lars Ellie. She was at the uh, season state of the squad and she heard all the juicy Chris Klein tidbits. She went to um, the player signing season ticket member event, whatever it's called. Uh, that was on Sunday and she, she had Jao Pedro. So she went up to him um, quick, quick re- refresher. Jao Pedro, uh, who we signed for, uh, we signed with a transfer fee and bought him down. Big player that we, we have huge expectations for uh, came in wearing the number 58 we wrote, uh, and when I say we, I mean the Galaxy wrote a big fluff article about how important the number 58 is to him. First preseason and every preseason game after that, he's wearing number eight. Um, then Serrano confirmed and the Galaxy confirmed that he is indeed wearing the number eight. And it was because he chose to change his jersey number. Um, so friend of the show and and of the Riot Squad uh, went to the season ticket member event and had him sign her jersey. And he signed it with the number eight. So she asked... Hey, why the number change? And according to him, they told me my number is changing to number eight. So transparency. That's, I don't. I don't I've, know. I've never heard of a team telling a player, "No, you you got to get number eight. You're wearing a different." Well, again, if we sit with the number eight for half the season, people start asking about Jonathan Dos Santos. If the number eight is taken. And it's look, it's small and it's stupid and easily Dos Santos could say, hey, I want to wear the number eight and the galaxy are going to make that shit happen. All right, Jal, it's back to number 58, sir. Yeah, you're fucked. Go back to 58. <laughs> but what's fascinating. Well, here, no, can you do that? Case, can you do that midway through the season? Change your jersey number? Yeah, absolutely. Quavis Kirk wore 23 until Beckham signed. But did you do that like halfway through the season? Yeah, we signed Beckham halfway through the year. Because he was still with Madrid. So Beckham came in, Quavis Kirk had to, I don't remember what he changed his number to, but he had to change his number from 23. Yeah, you can change it. You So at the end of at the end of the transfer window, there is a new player registration. And when you register the uh, players again, go. then you can change the jersey numbers. There you go. Okay. Because you basically you basically have to re-register all of your players with whatever league you're in. All right. Um, so no, now we're here. So now we're hearing that that uh and I understand English may not be his first language. To my understanding, she asked him several times to clarify just to make sure that, you know, he was saying the right thing. And from what he is saying, the galaxy told him that his number is going to be number eight. Um, Adam Serrano has said that he has decided, he decided to change his number from 58 to eight. And now we seemingly, I mean, again, unless there's a language barrier that is extremely, extremely dense, uh, it seems like the galaxy are saying he chose to change his number and he is saying that the galaxy told him his number would be different than original. I can tell you, I'm, I've never met Joe Pedro. I don't know anything about him. I'm more likely to trust him. So we'll see. Right. Jersey gate two stays open. Yeah. I officially don't care about Jersey gate one. I don't care. Um, about, I don't care about any of this. I don't really. Yeah. To be honest, I don't really give a shit. about. I don't, it. Care, I don't, I don't care about any of this. Anyways, um, on but that, I need, I need something to do. Cause I, I on, live up here. For another on, week that, or so. on that note, uh, let's, let's call it a day. Cause we're on some stupid ass shit now. There's <laughs> what is stupid. Hold on. What is stupid about Jersey gate? It's so fucking in it. It does. No, it does, doesn't matter. And, and I'm really bored up here. I know. It doesn't like, matter. It, it rains. It rains all the time. <laughs> all right, buddy. Give them your uh, social media handles, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagrams, Facebooks, MySpace, all the things. Snapchat. Somebody added me on Snapchat at zero cool one three eight. You can find me on Twitter at, at the zombie. You can find us at Riot Squadcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Riot Squadcast. Please go like and subscribe uh, to our Facebook page. Uh, please, guys, share the page, share our Twitter, 
And if you guys can go to iTunes and give us a five-star review, um, we would greatly appreciate that because that, you know, boosts up our visibility to get better, more viewers, not better viewers, Jesus Christ, uh, more viewers and it gives them you more You all visibility. suck. Go, <laughs> go away and share this to people who are better than you. Right. Um, yeah, and please go to the Riot Squad, uh, face, uh, not Facebook, uh, the website is LARIOTSquad.org. And like I said, you will find our um, our uh, membership for the 138SC up there pretty soon. Uh, so please, guys, if you want to join that, again, you don't have to be a member of Lars. Um, anyone can join that. And again, that helps us with our philanthropy and you know getting TFOs and whatnot throughout the year. Um, on that note, that's it, man. All right, brother. It was uh, another good time. Of course, dude. This is a little. This ran a little longer than usual. Well, I'm just gonna start breaking all of the, the stories Chris Pond talked about. Alright, I will see you guys. We'll talk to you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.